Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello. Welcome to the show. How's it going out there, everyone? Thank you so much for listening. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Um, Getting so many messages from people who listen to the show saying that they look forward to it every day and it just means so much to me. So I hope you're in a good mood that the show has just begun. We got a good one for you today. Um, You know, we're going to do a Reddit dump later. I got some good stuff to show you. We're going to go over that video that is um, that we talked about yesterday that uh, I discovered over the weekend that I think should be, you know, mandatory viewing for the world to make the world a better place. Sometimes you need to be reminded that um, that you need to go the extra mile to uh, or just like step out of your comfort zone to help others and that helping others feels so damn good. That was like the biggest realization to me in getting into kind of recovery uh language and like learning stuff in 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 those kind of from those uh, people that have been you know 12 step type stuff 
is that when you do good for others and step outside yourself, it makes you feel better and less depressed and less anxious. And I just, that always just seemed like something to me that's like, people just say that, so it encourages people to do more good, but it really does because it's not so much about the act of doing good and being like, oh, I'm such a good person, I feel better. It's more just, it makes you forget that you're this, you're, it makes you forget about your worries. So it's it's hard to remember though, man, when you're having a bad day or really in your own stuff of like, my life is just falling apart. It's hard to pick up the phone or pick up some trash or pick up dog shit that your dog didn't make or just do something that is completely selfless. Um, but there's nothing worse. I really hate picking up cold dog shit, worse than warm dog shit, because sometimes I do do that, do-do. I do do that where, uh, you know, Luigi will poop. I'll forget a bag. There's no leaves around. There's no... Um, you know, sometimes I just throw mulch on it and then cover it in mulch and then pick it up with the mul- like a big scoop of mulch so I don't touch it. But there's nothing like that. So the other day I did like use a stick and I only got half of it. And I was like, I had to leave half his shit there. And I was like, okay, so tomorrow I'm going to pick up someone else's shit. And boy, that's just not as much as warm, gooey shit is gross. I've always said it, it's a little hand warmer and I don't mind it. I just don't mind it. And I really don't like picking up like hardened old dog poop. <laughs> like I, even though that's like, should be preferable and aren't rocks, aren't a lot of like rocks, dinosaur poop or something like that. I always remember being like, ew, it's, di- it's dino poop. Um, I always remember Laura Dern in Jurassic Park, like digging in that big pile of shit being like she's sick or whatever i don't know um no have you seen jurassic park i have seen jurassic park a while ago did you like it i mean as a kid i liked it i don't know if i i could suspend disbelief as an adult Mm. yeah i think you could because that's the whole point of it is that they like walk you through the science of like how it could be (laughs) you know it's not just like it's it's I feel like it it presents a scenario where you're like, oh, I guess that could happen. Um, what I, I I was just I guess it came out in '93. I want to say I'm pretty good about dates of the '90s. And I bet you're right about it. Hold on, I'm gonna. I check. was just like blown away by the mag, like how visually impressive it was. I remember the scene where Laura Dern and they're seeing the dinosaurs for the first time, and they're in that like, you know doorless jeep or whatever is 93 wow i'm so, i don't know how you do this it is exactly 1983 we should do more tr- 90s early 2000s <laughs> trivia songs any pop culture and i'll like i'll get you real close amazing uh i think that one i know just because it was like dress is such a huge deal uh cinematically or like and i was a big i like loved movies back in the day i was voted most likely to be cisco and ebert by my eighth grade superlative and i was like which one you know, um, but I guess just both. But I just remember being like, I don't know, movies used to like stay with me, dude. Like they used to just for days, I would just go to bed and I would daydream about like how magnificent it was. And I couldn't wait for it to come out on VHS. And I would I was moved by Jurassic Park, Lion King. Uh, oh, but the, the scene in, in Jurassic Park that stays with me more than any um, is the brontosauruses 
feeding and when they see them first and they like go and they lift up on their hind legs to like get the top of the tree. I think I liked that scene because I knew nothing bad was going to happen because the music is like it was just like safe music where you're like okay I'm music and whenever you're like worried in a movie it's because the music it's not about anything else generally like music really gets you. I didn't even know. I don't notice it so much of the time because they it it's so uh, deliberately, but like you know, subconsciously tells you how to feel so much of the time. Um, but yeah, I was like, I was just blown away. And you know, she gets out of the car and she like takes off her sunglasses like slowly, and it's just like that's like one of my favorite scenes when she takes off her sunglasses in amazement. That's how I felt watching that scene. And I was obsessed. I was just like, I can't believe like it looked so real. It still holds up too. like, that's the thing about Jurassic Park. That's cool. The CGI like actually would, I think it'd be pretty impressive even now. Um, and then the Lion King, I just like all again, the magnitude of the animals. Like I remember the, like the, um, the, what was the big there was some big stomping animal and Simba's like dodging it as he's singing and I just was like oh my god they're so big like I don't know there's something about big things that really blow my mind I was obsessed with blue whales and 9-11 like the magnitude of 9-11 like the bigness of 9-11 like I was listening to a Sam Harris podcast about it like Andrew doesn't like know anything about like not that he doesn't know anything about 9-11 but he doesn't like I just don't understand people that aren't like obsessed with 9-11. Like it is the most insane thing that has ever happened. We didn't even, we've never seen a 747 crash before, like into something. There's no like footage of that ever. That's why everyone thought it was like a Cessna. No one had seen a passenger jet fly into something. And, and the importance really of the second jet was like, that's when we knew the second plane was the, when everything really fucking went off the rails because that's when it was a deliberate thing. Most everyone else thought it was like an accident at first. That's why no one, everyone goes, why didn't they evacuate the, you know, um, whatever tower was hit second. I don't know. Like I know so many things about nine 11 except, um, the, the tower, uh, directions. Cause I'm bad with directions, but the second tower that, uh, the second tower to be hit, none of those people evacuate. Like so many didn't evacuate because they just thought it was an accident. And Andrew last night was like, why wouldn't you evacuate? It's like, because why would you think, you're gonna like just because your twin gets hit by a car why would you think that you're gonna get hit by a car accidentally you know that's that's the same kind of logic and I think in in hindsight so much of us can be like I would have done this it's like you don't know what you would do you don't know what you would do grief is fascinating and I've been really lucky to not have like a lot of loss in my life but you know we all will and it's interesting, there was a psychologist or psychiatrist or something that was talking about how when a family loses someone and they all um, they all have to help each other, there's a mountain of grief and they all are at the top and it's like there's a blizzard and they are out of food and they all have to like get down the mountain in their own way. They can't really help the, each other. Like they have to, if you help someone else you're not going to help yourself. Like you you might help someone, oh, cross this crevasse or crevasse, whatever a word is that's up on the mountain. But then you're still on the other side of it and maybe you've helped them, but you're not, everyone's on their own kind of. And that's why you got to get outside help that people aren't grieving. But then someone's, so this woman that did the article presented that kind of, 
analogy to another person that works a, a lot in grief. And she said, what do you think about this mountain analogy that everyone has to get down on their own? And she said, or everyone gets down on their own time, you know? And the woman goes, that's, uh, you know, that's not true because the truth of the matter is many people don't make it down the mountain. Like some people just die of grief. Like it stays with them forever. And it made me so sad. And it made me think about that um, video I watched the other day of the dog crying because its dead dog friend was there. And it would like, didn't, like animals grieving and then reading about how if you, if you put down an animal, you should bring it back home for your other animals to see so that they understand that it's gone and that it's not just like hiding. Because there was this Reddit thread of this dog crying about a dead dog. And I thought I talked about it in the podcast, but I just realized I was talking about it with friends. And on, on in, in the comments, they were like, you know, animals need to see what the animals going through in this video is like necessary because otherwise they just don't know what happened to the animal and they don't understand it died. They need to like see the body. And as, you know, as uh, impossible as that might be sometimes to like bring a dead animal home, like there's something like there were stories that people were sharing of like my dog couldn't even walk, you know, at the end of its life, but it was still like crawling around looking for the dog its dog friend that you know that we had to put down five years before it like never gave up looking it was like oh my god um yeah so I don't know man I've had a, a couple losses in my life that were like uh that I just didn't want to feel because I was just like it's just I don't deserve to feel it it's I didn't know that person well enough um that would be ridiculous to cry that hard over someone but you know, when the feelings come up now, I just put on a good, sad song and, and work through them. Like we talked about yesterday, getting high off your own supply. Noah, you really, you reached out to me later. You liked that. Yeah. Um, You said to me. I couldn't relate to you, it. You couldn't relate to it. T tell me about that. So I'm not a feel, uh, I'm not a person who doesn't feel my feelings. I just don't talk about them. So I don't know mm. what it's like to not feel them. And I was, I, I was very curious about that. And I was curious to learn more about how, you know, I guess how you go through it now. Yeah, I don't even know because it's almost like I don't know what they feel like because that's trying to like a blind person trying to explain color. Like I don't know what I'm not doing. Mm -hmm. Like I don't know what I'm not feeling. Like I know what sadness is and I know what um, like heartbreak or guilt or um, – I know the feeling of wanting something I can't have or being sorry for myself, but it, those are always overcome by your, by the feeling of shame of like, you shouldn't be feeling this way. Okay. So like, so it's you know, like when people tell stop. me that they cry, so how do you like, how do you feel your feelings? If you don't um, talk about them, how do you feel them? Like, what does it look like for you? Let's say if you're sad or like feeling, ugh, yeah, let's say sad. If I'm sad, I just, uh, I mean, I just kind of go through it. I d if, if I need to cry, I'll cry now. Uh, do you cry alone or do you need to like talk to someone about it? To no, cry? I like what will, it'll just come out. Yeah. I, um, I'm trying to get better at talking about it cause I know that it could help, but I usually just try to go through it alone. Do you go in like a room alone? Do you go in the bathroom? Do you go in the shower? Like, what does it look like when you go cry alone in your car? Car is a good place. Bathroom is a good place. As a kid, I used to cry in the bathroom a lot just because it was yeah. a way to just have privacy. 
do you cry like in silence? Do you need a song to get you there? Like I, I really do feel like I need, you just like think about it. You just think about the thing that's making you sad and like go, go into it. Yeah, I think like the most recent example was, a f you know, just like mourning the loss of my of my dog. So I'll just, okay, you know, like um, I used to just say, all right, well, it's time to move on. Just don't don't allow yourself to cry. Just stop looking at the pictures or like avoid looking at the pictures. Mm. But I won't avoid it now. I'll just look at them. And if I, I get that gulp and it's like, okay, I'm about to yeah. cry. I just do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, um, I can do that sometimes. I don't know. I think I have to like talk about it and I can't talk to alone. Okay. So, um, it always has to be with someone to talk about it that will get me to cry. But then as soon as I start getting verklempt, uh, I feel bad that the person has to like witness this and like suddenly mm. come to my rescue or like get the, like they they're like, oh, my God, she's crying. Oh, what do I do? Like there's like some kind of panic in them of either I don't want to be here. I mean, I've talked about this before. Either they don't want to be there or they like have to now stay longer and comfort me. And I just don't want anyone to do, it's like, you know, like looking at someone on stage, they have to laugh. And I just don't want to earn people's sympathy by, you know, I feel like it's a trick to get love and like, or to get attention. Like, I feel like even though it's not a trick, it's like, that's a sign that you need extra care from your friends and loved ones. Like, what's wrong with that? I don't know because I don't want to be a burden. Even if it's a close friend and in that conversation, they're very welcoming of you just saying or doing whatever you need to do to feel better. Do you, have, you know, like, do you remember yeah, when you I called mean, me and you cried for a reason that we won't say? Did that help you feel better going through that sadness and just? Yes. Yes. I think that, yeah, it, like, it always feels better afterwards. It feels like, you know, after you calm, like, it's just like, for me, at least, after I just feel like, oh, I can go to sleep now. And it like, you, yeah, you, you get over it. But like, you know, that was, God, that was, that was when I was in Cayman, right? Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. And I, and before I reached out to you, I, I tried to talk to Andrew. Andrew really wasn't having it. He just couldn't. I think he started biting his nails like as I was getting anxious and I was like, I can't, he doesn't want to be here for this. And then I tried to call Robin and cause she was more privy to the situation that was um, happening around that. And she was busy. And then I was just like, Noah's always there for me. She is like such a calming force. I know that she'll, I haven't felt too much of a burden to her lately. <laughs> so Never. I called you and uh, yeah, that was really helpful. And I didn't feel bad, you know, but like in Tulum when I was having, when we were all about to go to dinner on our last night and I was just having a bad moment and I needed to cry. Everyone like came to my room, but everyone was like hungry, want to go to dinner. Everyone's like dressed up and cute. And I'm just like, Ugh. like, it just felt like, God, shut up. Everyone wants to go. But I just kind of didn't care because it was so painful that I was so selfish. You know, like sometimes my pain makes me selfish that I don't care. Yes. Um, so, so I'm wondering, in this new um, getting high off your own supply, are you going to try to go through those feelings without calling someone and testing to see if you could do it on your own? Yes. Yeah, like yesterday I was driving to my sister's house to go get my dogs. And the, the air conditioning on from my mom's car was like sometimes wind makes my eyes water. And it was like, 
it was like um it was like lube you know like a, a synthetic um a synthetic thing you bring into the bedroom to you know to uh, uh what's it called emulate um mm-hmm. to to be to be like what your wetness should be so you feel like that can't make me wet but sometimes lube does make you wet because it's like oh it shows me what that feels like in my eyes or in my vagina to be wet and then it reminds my vagina like oh make more of this so it's not even porn it's like it's actually bringing something synthetic in to cause the tears and honestly that gets me there because I'll be like I'm already crying and then I put on a sad song and then I just like cried and I didn't even know what what I was crying about I was just like there were just feelings coming up and I just like I just I faked it I tried to fake crying until it would happen and a little bit came out but then I was like oh no if I show up there and like my eyes are teary my mom's gonna be like what's what what are you crying about and I'll go oh I'm just sad because I'm going through like like someone in my life disappointed me and I had hope about this person and now I feel like the hope is gone and I'm just sad about a boy and she'll be like oh god this is just I don't want like she won't be like you're ridiculous for feeling sad she'll just be like and then they won't ask me about it and I'll just feel like mad that they didn't ask me about it you know that kind of thing so I just wanted to like clear up my face I didn't want my face to be puffy and red for to be in front of my parents not because they would have shamed me about it but because they wouldn't have done what I wanted which is like ask me about it and like talk about it Um, because it just makes them too uncomfortable for me to have feelings and I think that's probably why I get nervous when people get anxious when I cry is because my parents probably didn't know what to do with me when I cried because it just seems like what the fuck do you do and then it was so cute because Poppy was crying my my niece we went over there and she was doing this thing where she was holding onto the side of the couch and just jumping up and down like it was a trampoline but she jumped too far and she went over and her head like fell on the be- the table next to the couch Aww. and then she toppled over and knocked over a lamp she was totally safe but it it's our reaction scared her and then you know my mom's just like don't ju- that's why you don't jump on the couch Poppy you don't jump and I was just like and then she came over to me because I was just like, everyone was just, she was getting upset because she was embarrassed, but she didn't know how to really, because she was having so much fun. And then she was embarrassed because it just got out of hand, you know, like she tripped yeah. almost. And that feeling of like being sad because you're so embarrassed. And then she came over to me because I was just kind of like not saying anything and just going like, and she came over to me and I go, I've bumped my head so many times on things. It's just, you're trying to have fun and then you bump your head. And she just like, fell in my arms and like just like wanted to lay there because I wasn't pitying her I was just like relating and I was like it sucks oh no and it was just it's nice to give that back the thing that I want so badly and and maybe Poppy will be there for me someday when I need to cry because she's learned from me and from my sister who's said beautiful examples of never making their kids feel bad about anything they cry about Um, which I don't know where they got that from. Um, Let's bring in uh, someone I'm not comfortable crying in front of. Andrew! Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother, 
All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful Beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Hey, Andrew. Hello. Good morning. Good morning down here. <laughs> hey, um, uh, we got a package from a fan. I don't know how they got our address. We got, yeah, I thought it might be. Well, I opened it up because I thought it was, um, it wasn't labeled. Like, sometimes when I get a package that has no... Or a, a obscure return address that just seems like a shipping center. I think it's a sex toy because everything is shipped discreetly from these companies, you know? Yeah. And I have a lot of stuff coming. 
from uh nikki's going to get the package she's coming back she's sitting back down um i just got a bunch of st- i so i made an order on balesa which is this company that has given me a lot of free stuff in the past um and balesa is uh they call themselves the netflix of porn but it's all like female produced porn and i love it i do um a scrip- subscription to their site but they also have a sex store or like sex toy shop and they've They've reached out to me. I've done their podcast called Balls Deep, uh, which is so funny. These two girls, hilarious comics, host it. Um, but anyway, they've given me so much free stuff over the the years, and I've done a poor job of promoting them. So the other day I placed an order, and I knew that they would give me it for free, but I just was like, they they deserve my money. So I, I spent like $400, $500 on new stuff. And this bitch that runs the company, and I say that with love, wrote me and goes, no, 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 your money's not good here. Like, she saw the order come through and was like, no. So she sent me it all for free. It was so nice. So um, shout out to Balesa and there. Um, I'll let I like you know the kind packaging. Of st- it looks like how I This would... isn't Balesa. Oh, oh. I thought it was. <laughs> I was, like, looking at that. I was like, that's how I wrap presents on Hanukkah. Just <laughs> so, yeah, a cardboard terrible. box arrived. Yeah. This is from one of our besties, actually. And I just wanted to share it with you. Aww. They sent... Um, this is a pot holder that they sent, okay? Aww. And it says, uh, there's a quote on it. It says, what does it say, Andrew? You could pull the rack out and make it easier. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. That's awesome. This me. is based on uh, the pizza Wait. incident with me and Andrew. It says on it, you could pull the rack out and make it easier. And the uh, eyes are dotted with hearts. Love it. And then we got another pot holder oh my God. that says... I'll get it. I'll get it. Which we is Andrew's hold, response. We should hold these up like a game, you know? Yes. And then we got, um, I got an air freshener that says, uh, do it yourself air freshener. Add your favorite perfume, cologne, or essential oils. And it has um, a picture of Taylor Swift on it. And then on the other side, it's the picture of Marion that looks exactly <laughs> like the Taylor Swift picture. Oh, these are so, so thoughtful, man. And then look this? at all these shirts she made me. She made me Taylor Swift shirts. This is one of the a poster I have in my bedroom. Wow. Um, she did another one. She yeah, tie dye. Tie dye herself. Tie dye, uh, pink. There's another one of of her on the red tour, um, and then another one. I mean, I'm gonna wear these all on the podcast when we we have the video up. Another one of her uh, uh, the lover concert that she did. She made a Kuh shirt. <gasps> Kuh. There's a shirt that says Kuh on it, and then a tank top that says Kuh on it. Or oh no, this one is good. She did a Simone Biles quitting. Quitting, and it wow. says it's Simone Biles looking serious and like over it. It says quitting when you have the courage to put your needs over your ego. And here Love I it. thought this might be a Unabomber situation. And then, um, and then another <laughs> a Taylor Swift mug that she got me. I mean, I, or he or she or they. Let me read the note. It says, "Thank you so much for at Nikki. First, thank you so much for everything you do. I've been a bestie since you up. You are part of my morning ritual, and I listen to you while I get ready for work. When you up ended, I was truly devastated and missed you so much. Aww. I'm so glad you're back. You are more than a podcast to me, and I think you are just perfectly unperfect, and I wouldn't want you any other way. Sometimes I write you on IG knowing you won't even see it, but it's more of a diary for me. I love that. Screw all the haters. You should be proud of who you are because we are. Never stop being you. Please. Good days bad days i want it all i'm sorry i didn't know your size so there's a variation in here but hey everyone needs some big pj shirts right lol your favorite bestie sky taylor douglas thank you so much sky taylor douglas for these i like that name it's amazing like present father name yeah any um, three name like that i really love yeah well, well you're andrew todd colin andrew todd. i hate the name i was almost named todd and that todd, I todd's a definite like chad <sighs> name yeah it's not good I met one guy What's from the Todd Midwest, and he's like... Todrick? Toddler. 
<laughs> Maybe it would fit you then. Yeah. You're such a Todd. Well, call me by my full name if you're gonna say mm. it. Uh, Andrew Toddler Colin <laughs> is so funny that you were you're, you were named after <laughs> Toddler the Fourth. I I there I met a guy from the Midwest one time. He goes, he goes, your middle name's Tad. I'm Tad. I'm like. No, it's Todd. Yeah. He goes, no, nah, yeah, I'm Tad. So oh, in the Midwest, they, Tad. S- they say Tad. Yeah, we, we say um, Highway Farty, Far, instead what? of 44, Highway Farty. That's like the St. Louis thing. There's two St. Louis things. Okay, what is it? Uh, where'd you go to high school? Yeah. That's so that we okay, all can... Okay, let's go through these high schools and what does it mean? Like, top three high schools in St. Louis, and what does it mean about you? Um, and which one did you go to? I went to? to Kirkwood. That means, man, um, you... <laughs> You, your parents are probably liberal and you're not religious and you probably don't have, you're not extremely wealthy, uh, but you could be, you could like upper middle class okay. if you're a white person that went to Kirkwood. I like rich people that send their kids to or public, poor, to public honestly, schools. Like they're going to learn the real world. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I loved my, thank God I went, didn't go to a private school. Um, I'm, who knows? I would have had a good experience anywhere. What's the number one school you could say you're from that you went to in St. Louis where everyone's like, ooh. Um, for girls like Villa, Viz, M-I-C-D-S. That's like you, uh, your parents have a lot of money. Because it costs a lot of money to go there. I guess you know. I guess it's. I guess it's a thing of conversation because people stay in St. It's like a big city that. I don't understand why everyone about. doesn't do that because for because me, I always thought it was about do you know people I know? Like who do we both know in common? Because obviously you know people you went to high school with, and we it's very segregated by high school. Like you don't hang out with people at other high schools. <laughs> like I live. I lived. Um, there's people I'm meeting now who lived blocks away from me but i would have never known them because they went to private school and i went to public school we didn't co-mingle maybe a lot of people move back to st louis or just don't leave st louis it's like if i stayed in my small town of vero i'd be like did you go to the public school or the private school but no you guys don't do that a million if you stayed there if you live there i've been to small i've been to towns and people don't whenever i go like oh if i meet two people and they're both from charlotte let's say we're in new york and i go he's charlotte they go oh my god cool and they don't ask what high school. I go, why don't you ask what high school? You both are I the same that. age. I do that. If that, We were in Orlando. This guy went to first academy and we played against him in football. Okay, so and it's we a had football like a, thing for oh, you. Oh, you're yellow and blue. And he's like, I am yellow and blue. And that guy's going to love me forever. I don't even I know that. why I asked, though, because I don't know anyone from other high schools. But the joke is that's what St. Louis is at. St. Yeah. Louisans ask is where to go to high school. But what it really is about is how much money did your parents make? Yeah. Like what that's that's really what you're asking with that question, which is disgusting. But St. Louis is very elitist very um, it's like what kind of car do you drive us and them tr- yeah but yeah. like but more subtle yeah what kind of car did your parents buy you when you <laughs> turned 16 and w- like mine was a uh mercedes 1976 mercedes 300d it was awesome we called it's it so the funny bastard. if you lead with mercedes everyone's like what a spoiled bitch and then you keep going it's like Diesel. oh she's such a <laughs> And it would go (laughs) like it was every time. And we called it the old bastard. Kirsten named it that. She was like, it's the old bastard. What's your dad doing getting diesel if he missed a recycle? I mean, it was just an old car that we, I don't know how my dad got a deal on it or something. I don't know. A a diesel on it. And um, uh, yeah, so that's, and then the other St. Louis thing, uh, as I was saying, is that we say like farty far and like, uh, yeah, park your car on Farty Far. Far, like it's like it's almost Boston. Tad, Tad, yeah. I, I got a Explorer for my first car, brand new Sport, but my stepmother drove it 
they bought it like two months before I could drive. So every day I was on the bus, and literally almost every morning I saw she would, like, her drive past my car. Like, woo! And I was like, this, and I'm so spoiled. Did that- you get a new one? Yeah, brand new. What? But she got. I mean, she got it first, and uh, every day I know I, I was just you know I, there were kids driving BMWs. Sure. In my school. I mean that you were. Yeah, that was yeah, not it, that impressive. I mean, we on- were. My dad was a doctor, but we were in my school. Literally, is like millions and billionaires like yeah. billionaires mm-hmm. like they drive being like so i was just like i can't believe stepmom driving my brand new Explorer. I, did you wear uniforms uh we had to wear a tie and button down were you it was a co-ed did you have girls too yes i like i like the idea of a uniform noah did you ever feel i know that you were kind of like uh like not into high school and wanted to just like get through it and but yes. like i felt overwhelmed by Wearing the coolest thing, looking like the girls that parents had money, like having Abercrombie and like, you know, <laughs> I remember a, fo- a shirt for $36 was like so much fucking money yeah. to spend on a dumb Abercrombie shirt. But like, I always wanted uniforms so that we'd all just not have to deal with that. And it was based on your hair, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I was also failing at. I looked like the Quaker Oats guy. <laughs> Noah, what did, what, what's your feeling on uniforms? Uh, no, I mean, like I... Um, I think in high school is when I started to like dress a little bit better because I I told you that um, all of my clothes until high school were basically like hand-me-downs from my cousins who were very well endowed in the chest area and I was not so in high school I got to like dress up like a little bit freaky like what like what was your like favorite outfit I had these um, rocket dog flip flops that had like Ooh. a black. Um, <laughs> That's your freaky. No, no, it was like black, like fuzzy. Um, Ooh, like shiny. Uh, I don't know what it's called. Strap. And I used to, uh, I used to go to the village and get like chains and like the spike bracelets and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So you were a little bit like alternative, Emo. gothy. Yeah, I wasn't gothy. I was just, I don't know, like freak, a freak. <laughs> Or trying yeah, to be a freak. I, I didn't never wanted to either. get any attention for any. I didn't want anyone to be like, what is she? Wear? Like, I hated getting attention for my outfit. I wanted to blend yeah, in. Yeah, me too. But my mom would buy my clothes and like I had a tie that was like had heart, like a heart on. I don't know. She like she dressed me how she I never picked out like I was I'd wear whatever. Like yeah. I really didn't. You would think wearing a tie every day. I just wanted to match, I guess. Yeah. But I never even thought about what I was wearing. God, like I, I wish I could go back to high school. I would just wear, because in fifth grade, before I cared what people thought, I wore like shirts that said save the rainforest and like had animals on them because I loved animals. I had one shirt that had different kinds of bird poop all over it because I thought it was funny. And like, <laughs> I just liked yeah. like things that said save the world and like had, I just liked animals. So I put animals on my shirt and it's like, I, I, then you start, then Leslie Lammers tells you one day, you wear that shirt like every day. And yeah. I didn't, I just wore rainforest shirts every day. But it would stick day. out if you wore a bird shit poop. So even if you wore it once every two weeks. Yeah. And she was just like, you seriously wear that shirt every day. And I was like, <laughs> I kind of do. Like I remember it had a, that, you know, the tree frog that every, that symbolized save the rainforest. It has those like big eyes yeah. and it's kind of like, ugh, on a leaf. And, um, yeah, and now, like, all I want to wear is things that I like. So it attracts other people who, so if I wear a Taylor Swift shirt, I get to talk to the the lady at Schnooks, who's a little <laughs> autistic, who's like, I like Taylor Swift. And then I get to talk, I get to have interactions with other people that like the things I like. 
Well, I mean, maybe bring back the rainforest stuff. I I remember in like third grade before I went gone. to private school, I was in public school, and I and I still remember this photo. I had a, a sleeveless shirt with a cool shark and an orange, like very loud, fun clothes. I was smiling ear to ear. Yeah. And then I went to private school. My parents got divorced, and I just. So didn't I just started wearing dark clothes? Like, I, you just lose so much of what you care about. That's why I loved when we were talking about guilty pleasures fun. yesterday. Like those things are so embarrassing to have that are different than the other people in your age group. Like me liking Taylor Swift now is different than most thirty-seven-year-old women. There's yeah. a lot of me out there, but I, they're not. I don't come across them often. But if I if I cared about something that was that not acceptable at that age I would have kept it inside and so now it's so nice to just be like yeah I fucking like I'm trying to get back there I, bought, I like I bought these Hanes sweaters on Amazon they're nine dollars yeah I bought them in seven different colors mm-hmm. and this is all I'm gonna wear on the pot I'm gonna I have one for each week great and then I'm done and Amazing. that's all you how many times have I heard and then I'm done and then you you're not done just stop this I'm done thing I'll get it yep he's holding up I'll get it <laughs> Is that the sign of just stop saying what you're saying? <laughs> no. I, I, I was reading yesterday on, on Reddit about ADD, and it reminded me of ADD, you. ADD, ADHD, ADD. Oh. And it was saying that, um, you know, one of the things is just going through hobbies very quickly, yeah. going through obsessions, like getting really into something and being like getting all the equipment oh. for it and then abandoning it within a week and yeah. then moving on to something else. And it reminded me of you and you're like, I've heard so many times like, I just got three these three pants. I got these three sweatshirts. Got these two new shoes. I'm done. I'm done. And I'm like, and it's almost like the grocery store thing where I go, I'm going to the grocery store. You want anything? And you're like, no, I'm full. And I'm like, it's not about now. It's yeah. about late. Like you will need other clothes later. You're not done. I might be done forever. I mean, for a while. I've I've stuck with golf for four months now. No, I, golf is a real thing. Yeah, for you. Um. No, I'm sure I'll, at one point I'll go, well, i got to start dressing more mature. But I don't mm-hmm. think, I think I passed that. I look at what my dad wears. My dad wears, like, Yeehaw Junction, like, button-down. They're, like, the toll booth shirts. Yeah. Like, he dresses, like, he wears Crocs. He just, just doesn't comfort, give a shit. Just comfort, man. I mean, That's the older I care, you get, honestly. just comfort. But I, there's something about saying, just wearing comfort where you go, you're accepting, your, like, that you're old in a way. So I think there's, like, a balance of, like... That's the fear, right? What's your favorite thing a woman wears? Um, like your girlfriend, like what does she look best in when you're like, oh my God. Like, I love a romper. Although, guys love rompers. They fucking love rompers. Why? I don't know. Chappelle? Yeah. <laughs> Chappelle was wearing another our, denim romper the other night and I was like, big I literally penis. want that romper. It was so, it was like a feminine romper. <laughs> I love a romper. I do feel bad that you have to take it off all the way to shit. I oh, mean, I didn't the other, yesterday I was wearing one, the one, the leopard one that, or the snake skin yeah. one. I went over to Poppy. Oh, I didn't even notice that was a, I guess that is a romper. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I went over to um, my sister's and I didn't feel like taking it, unbuttoning it down to take it off to pee. So I pulled it to the side like a swimsuit <laughs> and soaked it in urine because when you pull your, it to the side, like it just trickles like a cave wall. It doesn't come out like a stream. It just to the side. You were sides. wearing leopard like a cave woman. Wait, what? Wait. So wait. So you pull it to the side. When did it get on you when you? When I peed. No, when I peed because the pee doesn't come out in like a direct. It's not like I have a penis that makes it just come out of a straight hole. It like it just it hits other things and it like it's spread. It's almost like um, God, I don't even know how to like when Jesus cries like those like like, when you hold a hose at the end of a hose. 
you know, yes. with your thumb. Yes, there's too much blocking it, and so it'll go on the sides, and you have to like really get your. Uh, you know, it was just a little bit How of a mess. How quick did you realize this? Um. Well. You was know, it enough piss where you were like, I, I had go already out. been sweating and stuff and I was yeah. over there. So I was like, oh, it's fine. Like, you know, I'll just change when I get home. And that's what I did. So it was fine. But uh, yeah, it was it was I a like mistake. that. That was your last. <laughs> you were wearing that because you had no no laundry. Like you had all laundry. I know. And it looked like I was so. Oh, yeah. But I did, I did laundry. It's still all in the dryer, though. Um, we uh, were going to a concert tonight. Yeah. Robert Earl Kane. Yeah. I, I, I don't know any of him, but you're a fan. And. Yeah, I became a fan it. of him. He's a big Texas uh, song singer songwriter. I was introduced to him in college freshman year by this guy Brian Vogel, and he he I don't know he liked him and that one song "Party Goes On Forever" or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's just a I think chill. if I listen to his songs three times today, yeah, you would know. I'll I'll know the lyrics better than you will, and yeah. you've heard it a million times. Like you are not a lyric guy. No, never been. I know the last word of everything. What do you do at a concert? Like, what's your body going to do tonight? Like, are you going to sway to the music? Like, what do you do mm. when you're listening to music and you have to stand? Bye, Luigi. He just jumped down. You got um, I know. We're not drinking. Yeah. What I do mean, you, what, what's going to happen? My... Like, that's kind of what I'm nervous about is like, what do I do with my body? Because if I know the words, I'm like singing along, I'm dancing and I like know when the beat's going to drop out. I can like, you know, but there's nothing worse than when you don't know it and everyone else yeah. like stops at this one point, but you're still going because you don't know <laughs> that it drops out. Yeah. You're like, this song was only two minutes, 30 seconds. I, I, but I, I like to find a nook sometimes mm-hmm. like, and with just my friends and we people watch. And I kind of just can really take in the musician instead of like, I I, I don't want to be in the front. I don't want to be even, I don't want to be stuck at all. I just, I like Do you never want to be in the front? Never. Oh, I love the front. Noah, are you a front? You're like a mosh pitter. I, uh, but I don't like being in the front row because I'm terrified that someone will put the microphone in my, in my face. Then I'll just be like, like Usher did to me at the (laughs) iHeart Awards. Oh my God. That was so embarrassing. Um, yeah, that's, that's a, that is terrifying. And you might go, uh, if I surround myself with positive things, <laughs> I'll gain prosperity. Like honestly, Michelle Williams Robert solo in like, the Survivor sounds like someone put a mic in her in her face at a concert. That is how bad it is. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't want to. I, I. You know I me. Love, I love an exit. I love an exit. I love Jeff Tweedy making eye contact with me. I love t- touching Nelly Furtado. I love running my hands through Adam Duritz's dreadlocks. I love John Mayer possibly looking like I love being front and like I. I know that they well I don't know this but I would imagine they get off on people being such fans that they like are singing their songs and they're mouthing the lyrics yeah. and like I if I'm if I'm that fan I want to show like how excited I am and I want to be up front um but so, is it about the attention you're getting from them or are you giving it to them no it's like and but no it's it's just being as close as I can to brilliance yeah. and to this thing that has brought me so much joy and also like showing them like I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. I am like, uh, I hope you see how much I fucking love you. And um, I want to say that uh, tonight, though, I have a goal of just observing. This guy's been around forever, right? Live performing. I mean, he's in the yeah, 60s. He's probably, been around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to just, as someone who's looking into getting into singing, songwriting, and performing, I want to see what things I like about, I'm going to observe the performance and the stage presence and the stage banter and things like that. Yeah, I'm sure he'll have really good banter. He's supposedly pretty funny. And 
Yeah, he's going to probably show you that less is more, is mm. what I'm thinking. Harry Styles is coming t- tomorrow. I, I kind of want to find a way. I would go to that. Jenny Lewis is opening for him. What? I know, dude. I, I kind of want to go. Yeah. Do you want to try to get yes. tickets? Okay, I if anyone in St. Louis can get us uh, tickets to Harry Styles tomorrow in St. Louis, please hit us up. All right, let's get to the news. Yes. Right? Yes. I just keep watching him dance on stage. You just I've talk. got oh. a girl crush. When he sings that song. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because it's like, would I go gay for him? It's like, no, he's way more feminine than 90% of women I've probably already fucked. Right. I mean, <laughs> like he's it's not, so it's hot. Less gay I met him once and I did not think anything of him before I met him. And then in person, I was just like, oh my God, he is just... <laughs> Just beautiful. Oh. <laughs> he made me realize I'm probably a lesbian. <laughs> How tall is he? Tall, right? He's like you know six I'm height blind. I don't uh, know. Oh, yeah, you are height blind. I'm very height And aware. he was like probably still growing at the point I met him. I met him in 2013. I think they were still young. Oh, yeah. He's a yeah. man now. He's gone through his like JT phase with that Boy. cross tattoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? No, is that when JT became a man? Yeah, when he got the cross tattoo on his shoulder and every oh. girl's like, oh, I'll fuck him now. All like, right. it became like Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, the news, baby. You heard it here first. first. Yeah, you heard it here first. It's Tuesday, folks. Hope you're having all the swells, having a great time out there. At least I think it's Tuesday, but hey, it's Friday somewhere. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, some place. Some schizophrenics maybe think it's Friday. <laughs> What if it's only Friday in some person's mind? That's great. Oh, what a good life. Bruce, a disabled Kiwi parrot, lacking his upper bill, invented a way to preen himself by using pebbles grasped between his tongue and lower bill. His unique preening behavior appears to be deliberate innovation for self-care as a direct consequence of his disability. Wow, that is impressive. This reminds me of the octopus teacher. If you guys haven't seen it, um, oh, what, just what that about the that octopus? little no, what that octopus was capable of. Oh, what a sweetie! A little bird with he looks like he has an underbite with a bird, and he uses. I, I get what he's doing. He's using the rock. He uses his tongue almost as the top yeah. bill, and then he probably scoops the rock so that it tugs at his feathers and it's, what a sweetie and he, he uses a bunch of different objects and yeah birds like are so thing. intelligent that's like a, like when you start using when animals start to use tools yeah it almost like a, makes you go why do we eat chickens you know it almost makes you think that maybe chickens deserve better lives than the ones we give them yeah but but you know you like your eggs too much to that but eggs i like don't eggs turn into chickens dude chickens are in hell because they they make eggs oh so okay, that's, that makes sense. Yeah, does it? And and also, but I always ba- baby I, chicks I always... are murdered at, by the millions every year because they are not e- uh, egg laying hens. Okay, gotcha. So yeah, it it actually the egg industry leads to a ton of. But I didn't know that. That's all know, I'm saying. Chicken I, I genocide. Didn't know, I thought <laughs> I didn't know there were two different kind of eggs. Right. Right. Well, all you would have to do is don't. maybe just go. What's bad about eating eggs? And then you would learn farts. <laughs> that's a good point too. Smelly farts. Yeah. Uh, this this. That's uh, so sweet. I love when birds, when animals are use tools. There was this other. Um, and preening is cleaning itself. I didn't know what that was. Either. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you don't even know what cleaning yourself is, too. Hey, I'll. You need to look you. up that part. Preen off. I'll get it. <laughs> um. No. The the octopus teacher. Uh. That that was really interesting to me because. This octopus, like, 
he, the guy that was studying him was learning things about him that he would go home and research and go, no one has any documentation of an animal doing this kind of thing. Yeah. And, and so animals are capable of things that we don't even know yet. And it's just so it's that wild. That octopus show. I I felt emotions I don't I haven't felt in a I long time. I honestly I think that's why I, that's a feeling that I have right here in my solar plexus that I can't let up like th- that octopus caused something in me to um it's a Bruin and I don't want to release it because it will be it will make everyone's life around me hell to like <laughs> to to ex- <laughs> Why do I keep thinking of shit? But yes, I think I th- like I, the way you can't watch that and argue that any animal doesn't have the capability mm-hmm. to want comfort and uh, is sweet. Like if an octopus can be so, um, you know, if you can put so many uh, feelings Human and emotions, emotions into the way that a, and it, it's undeniable. It's not even like you're uh, doing the thing where it's what is it called when you put you at you that you uh, uh Anthropomorphize you, some you yeah, humanize that. an animal personification. I forget what it's called. It's not that, but it's um it's, yeah. Know, I think it's anthropomorphic. Uh, yeah, it's anthropomorphize. I, I don't know. How, it's something <laughs> about when you, you know, It's just you're like projecting, like oh, you're having no empathy because you're like that animal is just like a human because it looks scared, so it must be scared. But it's like animals display different things, so you can't just assume. But you gotta watch this because. You just, you realize it's every, this guy had an epiphany one day. He used to never have like, this guy that, the octopus teacher guy, he even said in it, he goes, I did not used to have a lot of empathy for animals. I just like, I didn't care. Like, yeah, I knew that they were like cute and like, he he pretty much felt the way most people feel like dogs and cats and bunnies and kittens and everything were like, oh my God, but he didn't extend it. And then something happened. He like marks the day where he was like, oh, my God, like this just broke my brain. Like every animal is capable of of this, of the of wanting to live, of like wanting to, you know, not every animal. I think there's some like, you know, single cell organisms that don't really have feelings. But I remember the day my, I remember that day for me, too, of like, oh, what just happened? Like my brain broke of like. I can't, I can't eat animals anymore. It's not like I don't want to, I can't. Like Mm -hmm. that is, and it's, I'm not saying I'm better than anyone else, but there's a moment that you can have an awakening of sorts where you just realize it's not, you can't do it anymore because every animal, like even bugs are like little. The the video that we were talking about yesterday with Michael, oh, yeah. the flight attendant, helping mm. Venicio, the poor old man who had Alzheimer's, who went in his pants at the airport, and just helping he his ate wife. Too many eggs, probably. He def- Okay, so let's talk about that video. It's about six minutes long. It was on our story yesterday. We put it up. We told you at the end of the show to go watch it. It's from a, a A&E reality show called Airline, I believe, that would just um, follow the you know, the drama of working in the airline industry. And there is a story one day of a guy at LAX, an old man in his like probably late 80s who is wheelchair bound and his wife, the sweet woman who is, you know, his caretaker. And they're stalled at the gate, a Southwest flight. They've been kicked off the flight because he defecated in his pants. And they go, we got to call Mike. And Mike is just like walking like, at first I go, I don't like this guy's walk. Yeah, he had a weird energy at first. Yeah, I go, I don't don't know that I'm going to like this guy. And then this guy just handled this situation in a way that you just, most people wouldn't. And I think most people would think they would handle it that way, but they wouldn't. You know, it's like, 
uh, he, he not only, you know, makes this woman feel so she's humiliated that her husband's pooped and she doesn't know what to do about it. And, and he's it's happened before to her, it seemed like. Yeah. Yeah. And he was. Yeah. And they was, just want to uh, go home to Albuquerque. And he's like, we're going to get you home. We're going to get you on another flight. Don't you worry about that. And he he goes, we got to get their luggage off the plane. And then he goes and he changes the man himself. Yeah. And he, he puts goes, on put gloves. gloves on. I'll help you. You don't have to say sorry. Yeah. You don't have to say sorry. He goes, and then he related to her, which I think helps so much when someone's going through something. Yeah. Of being like, my mom is sick. I This is life. Oh, that was his quote. This is life, which I You loved. are not alone. You don't. You, you are not alone. And he goes, this is life. And that, that just makes it like, that's what life is. Life is ugly. It's messy. Sometimes you got to put gloves on and wipe a guy's ass for $5.50 an hour. And uh, yeah. You just got to know that like that person doesn't want to be shitting their pants no. or like you just all you have to do is go would do you think this person wanted this like do you think they wanted to be in this scenario like even yesterday I was over at my parents house and or at my sister's house and my mom was talking about the um you know the three comedians who died or the three oh, yeah. comic adjacent there's one comic and then two other people and then Kate Quigley a comedian four people were like Three of them died from fentanyl and cocaine. They were all just like partying. And Kate Quigley, we don't even know what's going to happen with her. Thankfully, she survived. She is someone that I know and like am definitely pulling for. And, you know, first of all, it's got to be embarrassing that everyone now knows you've done coke and like mm-hmm. you you did fentanyl and uh, you got a bad supply. And it's like – and my mom's goes – you know, my parents are like they need to – you know, prosecute the dealer. Like they need to find who the dealer was and who did this. And I'm like, do you think the dealer wants to be dealing cocaine? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't, Mm, I I, I don't, I can't, I'm with your parents on this one. Honestly, I don't think anyone deals. Yes. I understand if people deal drugs when they have other options, but I think so our system is so broken that in order for some people to survive, they, they, that's the only way they're going to be able, you can't afford a, a, a one bedroom apartment on minimum wage. And if you're a single mom or a single dad that has four kids and you're trying to clothe them and feed them and you could either go get a job at Walgreens. Yeah, but what if it's a young or, punk that's like 20 years old who's well, making punk, money to buy a Maserati? Like, well, I bet he has shitty parents. And do you think yeah. he, he, and that and he didn't get enough love or support and he probably goes to a shitty school because he was born into a shitty neighborhood. It's like, I no agree. one, I agree. I, no I one wants to be these things. No one wants to be a bad person. I mean, I, 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 and I, I know this is like, where does it end? It, it, it doesn't end. You can extend, I can extend empathy for Trump even because he didn't choose his fucking awful brain and he's a bad person, but like yeah. he can't help it. He's just a terrible person and he was born with that brain. I just think if you knew fentanyl was in it, like if you're dealing Coke, pure Coke, people are having a good time. That's fine. But it, once you know that you're fucking putting fentanyl in it because it's cheaper, even though that some people might die, go fuck Well, I don't yourself. think that, well, where I said, I, I get what you're saying there. Like the person that put it in and knows the consequences, yes, we should find them and punish them so yeah. that there's an example set to other people who might do that. But I do think that just because the deal, we shouldn't, my, my parents just assume the dealer put it in. And I go, but the dealer got it from someone. Yeah. So maybe it was that person. So it doesn't end. I always want my parents to know, like, if I die, don't avenge my death because I guarantee if someone murders me, they had a fucking terrible childhood that they were probably Mine wasn't that physically abused. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, like murder their parents, murder their grandparents, like whoever does the thing. Like, and you know, eye for an eye doesn't work. Like, it just, it's, it, it, it. Um, I was listening to. I it. don't know. I just, I, my mom was like, "We got us. No one can do drugs. No one can do coke or heroin." And my sister goes. Oh, yeah, we know. She goes, no. She goes, we can't do coke or heroin, you guys. This is scary. This fentanyl. She's we're Googling it. And she's like, my God. And I go, it, it's so funny to me because we're just, my sister and I are both like, why would we do coke or heroin? She goes, I don't mean us. I mean, just like anyone. And I'm like, yeah, we, we, everyone kind of knows that. But I, but she is right. Like the fentanyl thing is uh, out of I mean, this that's world. That's how Mac Miller died. And uh, I was listening to Michael K. Williams, who just actually passed away. Yeah. Uh, who knows what was in his, I think it was heroin, though, but it might have been laced with fentanyl. Who knows? Uh, he was talking about The Wire, and that's really what they wanted to show with The Wire, is that, like, no one wanted, to what you're saying, like, no one wants to be a drug dealer. No. And it's their environment that pushes them there. They don't wake up and go, hey, I want to fucking ruin people's no lives. one wants to be in a gang a lot of times they're they have no choice they'll get they'll the get beat cool. up and murdered yeah. if they don't yeah. join the gang and then you hate people for being in a gang but it's like if you were born you white privileged motherfucker who thinks these people chose to be in a gang and like they're bad inherently and that you would have done the same thing if you were born in their situation so stop this whole thing of like i wouldn't do that if i were them yes you would it's called empathy Realize you have a different brain, you have different parents, you have a different socioeconomic status that you were born into, and yes, you have things in your life that th that the gang members should empathize with. The fact that you can't fucking understand why they would be gang members, they should empathize with the fact that your brain's so fucked up that you can't have empathy. <laughs> like, we all need to and extend if, it and all the time. if you're in a biker gang, just admit that the outfits are cute. <laughs> I just love biker gangs, how tough they are, but they're all wearing leather together. I don't know. It's just so cute. It's always funny for people who act like they don't give a shit or they're so like, you know, against the grain. Like like even Chappelle wearing a jumper. Yeah. That's always my example of like this guy who apparently doesn't give a shit. He chose a, a onesie that he buttons up. That's a guy who cares. He made patches with his name on them yes. that everyone in his entourage wears. That's a guy who cares what you think about him. Yes. And I think he would even admit that himself. Even the Edge comic would say that. Okay. So oh, Edge. He's staying away, though, for now. He might come. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Studies of regret show that people are more inclined to regret the things they don't do rather than the things they do. Oh. Which is interesting, because usually when you talk about regret, you're like, I fucking regret fucking doing coke that night and ending mm. up in the ER. I regret this. But then it's not like... But then, yeah, so like the things you didn't do, okay. whether it's like what... Maybe you didn't study in college what you actually really wanted to do. It's almost like the deathbed thing. People say they don't regret... They, they're what people say on their deathbed is yeah. not what they did. It's what did. They, it's what they didn't yeah. do. Like seeing, fit, being with family more, right? Be more present. Like all these things that, like, if you died tomorrow, what would be a regret of yours? Uh, living in St. Louis. <laughs> no, um, I'm trying to ne never answering a question sincerely. <laughs> yes, <laughs> sincerely <laughs> though. <laughs> Noah, how dare you? It's the first time I Noah, really do you do you feel um, like I think of regrets in my life and I'm like yeah. it's when I've I've hurt people that I love. Three seconds ago. Yeah. Um let me think. Uh what 
would I regret not doing or just in, um or believe you know I regret not reading a book that someone recommended to me that would have changed my perspective on something I I I regret I probably regret not getting closer with my grandparents while they were around mm. I feel like my brother did a much better job with that what are you I missing kinda, out on now because of that you think stories understanding where I come from like why maybe I behave a certain way, why I like a certain thing, what they had to go through struggles, which might make me appreciate more what I have. Don't you have a grandma that's still alive? Can't you actually? Uh, no, I wouldn't call her. Oh, you wouldn't call no, her? No, no, no. I'm just okay. trying not to be sincere. Uh, she's 100 and she has dementia and she doesn't really know where she is She right might now. have stories though, you know. From They're just three minutes. Ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, but it, yes. Like, yeah. So I could, yeah, no, I could do that with my mom too. And I, I, I still, I don't, I'm not like, I don't do it. Yeah, oh, no. regretting what you... Yeah, I guess my regret is what I've done. It's not what I haven't done. So I'm trying to think of what I haven't done that yeah. I regret. And it's um, probably like... SNL? No, no, no. Reg- it wouldn't be like that. It would <laughs> yeah, be like no. I regret um, I regret not um, apologizing for things. Like the other day I apologized to someone that I felt like I had wronged before and I was able to reach out and like... Because I thought, like, what if I what die? What you want that? Want to do that? And how long ago? Was um, the... we were like talking about this person, and I knew that I had like past beef with them, and I was just like, I this person I actually really respect, and I and I like, and they've and I was able to see through their work that they've been through a lot of struggle, and that their life isn't any. I was able to empathize with the person and be like, what whatever I assumed about this person. They actually are extremely, they have their own story, what brought Mm -hmm. them to however I judged them. And how did they react? They, they accepted it and were like, thank you. And then we, it was just like, good to go. So the next time I see this person, it's not going to be weird. And it's just, I don't expect to be best friends or like, you know, like chummy every time we see each other. But now I just took accountability for being a twat, you know? And Did they feel like you were an actual twat or was it more in your head? Like, you know what I mean? You know, sometimes when you're like, I got to owe that person an apology and they must be thinking about this or no, it must be. They thought I was a yeah, twat for sure. Yeah. They did. And and they should have. Like I, you know, it was, that was, that was one that was, you know, I, I, I went ahead and did only because I was like, I would regret this if I died. And that never got tied up um, or they died. And and also because I was exposed to some of their work that let me in a little bit more and showed me the struggle that that person came from. And I just was like filled with a lot of love for that person and like, wow, thank you. They shared something really vulnerable. That person isn't as isn't what I thought. And yeah. I shouldn't make assumptions about people ever. And it's so hard not to do. And Noah, what about you? The thing that comes to mind is um, I guess I I wish that I wasn't sh- such like a hermit in my 20s. I was so, um, I don't know, like antisocial and I had a lot of like fun opportunities that I could have made more of. And I, and yes. that's my regret. I got invited to go to the Grateful Dead concert last night. Um, and John Mayer is like dead and company. John Mayer is there. And, um, and I turned it down cause I just didn't feel like standing all night. I'm going to the concert tonight and I turned it down and I, I wrote the person later being like, I really regret I didn't go. I mm. really regret it because it would have been fun. I haven't been to that venue in a while. It's now named something. It's named like the American Casino 
stages and I thought it was like going to be some casino like venue yeah. indoors but it's Riverport it's the place I went to go see Dave Matthews as a teen like it was it would have been nostalgic nostal- yeah but then I reasoned that there was a reason I didn't go and the reason is that I could have been in a car crash there or like on the way there or the way back like who knows what I avoided rest. you just needed rest. I needed to watch a 9-11 documentary with you and and learn how we got to a place where the Taliban hated us and then we put on scenes from marriage and I was like this <gasps> scenes is from worse a marriage. than 9-11 <laughs> Scenes from marriage. Oh, my God. That Ooh, uh, intense. I, I kind of liked it. I can't yeah. wait for the next episode, actually. All right. We'll take a short break and come back with Why Do I Care? Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful Beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. 
Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy girl bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Why do I care? All right. Why do I care, Andrew? This is big news. Are you sitting? Yeah. I mean, you're looking at me. I don't know. I thought you could be floating. Mm. You sure? I'm sitting. All right. Kanye West follows Kim Kardashian back on Instagram. (gasps) I haven't heard this. Usually I know what's going on with why do I care. Oh, my God. Yeah. So the big thing, I guess, with celebrities now is when you know it's really over. Is they unfollow. unfollow. Or their assistant does. But yeah. Um, all right. Well, you know, that is the mother of his children. Someone pointed out the other day on Demois uh, subreddit that there's an interest. They go, what's like an interesting fact you've realized about celebrities that no one's noticed? And someone said that all of the Kardashians only have babies with one man. Oh, even when they're not like actually on good terms, like there's something about that family that goes, <laughs> we're not going to do. We're not going to, except the mother. I mean, obviously, Robert Kardashian yeah. died, so she couldn't do, so she went over to, 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 to. Wait, were they divorced before he died? Yes. Oh. Uh, I believe so. Yes. Um, I don't know. I'm not like trying to quiz you. I'm just. I no, I think they like were. They but, yeah. you know, um, Chloe had a baby with. Lamar. No. Tristan. 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 Thompson. Yeah. To two different babies, I think. And then Kylie is now having another baby with. Um, her baby daddy, but there's speculation that they aren't really on good terms. Scott Disick, that guy, like that's an interesting thing that I would have never put together. So I think that Kim will con- maybe continue to have babies with Kanye, even if they don't have a How many kids they working have relationship. Like three or four, right? Saint, Chicago, North, North, maybe three, and then another one maybe that they did surrogacy. I don't know. Um, but what I do know is. Um, yeah, I mean, that doesn't – she was, like, promoting Donda and, like, kind of celebrating him a lot. So I don't know that they're over. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I don't care. I really don't care. I, you know what I did like was um, Machine Gun Kelly. Uh, did you see his lyrics that he posted to that he performed at the VMAs? About being a daddy? No, he was oh. talking about, like, he was like, I'm a genius. I could have – I could have made Donda. Donda, but I made this for my dead father. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. he to say that to to make a claim that he could have done. I, I haven't listened to Donda. Have you? I listened to some of it. I it's a little Jesusy for me. Mm-hmm. I do love his last album, which we've listened to a ton. Yeah, you know, and then Reborn that, was yeah. a great song. The, the one he did with Kid Cudi, the Kids See Ghosts. But I don't know. It's getting a little preachy. It's like. They're starting, and Bieber does it too. There's like a line between like, when is Christian rock, when does it become too much Christian rock? But I don't even think Kanye think. I think he thinks he's Jesus. It's un, it's. Uh, there's no way that Kanye will uh, think that someone's better than him, even Jesus. I feel so. It's weird to me that he would even <laughs> yeah. uphold a yeah. guy. Like I, I don't know. I there's. I feel like Kanye thinks he's. He's Jesus. And and that's a common thing for people with his mental illness condition to think. Well, I think there's like But I don't I haven't heard Donda. I don't I don't know anything I think about people it. People become like very like strictly religious after they've maybe had a lot of 
past like bullshit that they've done or past like mistakes and so they recreate they re they go the other way mm. you know yeah. what i mean it's yeah like, they find god and that well god forgive jesus forgives and so all the things that you've done like it just it's such a nice thing yeah. when you do you know i found god too not jesus but god and like it does uh, like I was talking to my friend last night and I was lamenting about, you know, boy stuff. And yeah. she was just like, well, God has a, it's all gonna, God's gonna take care of it. It's all gonna, go. and it was just like, oh good. I don't have to fucking worry. Like I, it's just, it, for whatever reason, it just makes you not, there's so much, so much of what we do, so much of the bad that comes in the world, I think is from shame and feeling like you're responsible for the way you act and what you do. And my sort, my sense of God is no free will, like whatever I was born into, like it's just gonna happen. There's, ar- it's already gonna happen. There's already, it's already in place. I can't change, I can't, I don't get to I pick how feel I think. Like you're God, there should be like a different word for it. Because like, when I think God, I think religion. And what you're talking about seems like a higher, like a higher, higher being, power. Yeah, that's what it, well, that's what I mean by God. having any, it's not like an entity. I just yeah. believe like there's something that's, it's not in my control. Mm-hmm. And when I lose control, I can calm the fuck down. Yeah. Like when I used to be sleepless for weeks because of nuclear war and I saw a movie the day after tomorrow in eighth grade and it ruined my life because I was like any second I could just turn into a flashing skeleton and like ever we are like gonna live in a world where there's no electricity and famine and we all have sores on our faces it was like I just couldn't handle it and then one day went down to my parents room eighth grade gonna sleep on their floor and I was like mom and dad I like cracked open the door because I was always scared that they were gonna have sex or I'd be walking into them having sex (laughs) And I was just like, and they just, my dad just goes, what? And I was just like, I just can't sleep. I can't stand the fact that there could be a nuclear war. Like someone could press a button and then we could all evaporate. And he's like, there's nothing you can do about it. Nothing. (laughs) And I just shut the door and went to bed for the rest of my, like I never thought about it again because he took away my sense of control, which I never had. It's an illusion anyway that you have control over anything. Do you think like Trump's dad was like, you're gonna handle the codes one day. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's interesting that your dad. But that's I'm what glad God your does. Dad went that way, God, but, the idea of God yeah. takes away the sense of control you think you have. Because when you think you have control, it might make you feel like you feel better, but it actually makes you feel worse because when things go wrong, you you are to blame. You're fundamentally wrong. Something you did. You're a bad person. Oh, I feel that so much these days, especially on stage. Like, I feel like such a relief for some reason of like not caring what the audience. Like, th- like what I think they'll think is funny. Right. And it's just like, and it's the same thing in life. It's like, don't yeah. do things because you think that person's going to react a certain way to you. Do it because that's what you want to do. Yeah, like, if I bomb now and I remember God, I just remember like this was meant to happen. Like I, I never had a choice to not bomb. Well, you could have prepared more. No, I couldn't have. <laughs> that was part of the plan too. Yeah. Well, why does John Mulaney get to be always so funny and successful and never not prepare? Because that's his That's his plan. It's not yours. Like that's what God had in store for him, not what he had in store for you. He also has a lot of bullshit in store for John Mulaney that you can project a lot of perfection onto him. But, you know, yeah. so that's what I always, I don't, bl- I try to remember it's not my fault. Everything is not my fault. Literally anything that happens. And um, yeah. So that's how I feel about it. Let's get to the Reddit dump. But it's hard to remember. God damn it. Is it hard to remember <laughs> that things aren't my fault? Karaoke mode. 
This is your Reddit dump. All right, so this is where I go on Reddit at night. You guys get it, and I save things that I want to share with you. Okay, um, this was from Ask Reddit, my favorite um, subreddit, that said, what makes you the happiest? What gives you genuine happiness? And I just want to read some of the um, answers that people had, because these are always the ones that um, make me happy. Uh, someone said, seeing people enjoy food that I cooked, especially seeing my fiance smile when she eats my from scratch chocolate chip cookies. I would never get enjoyment from that. Like cooking and then feeding someone. Uh, It's just, I'm so glad that's an, I'm so glad that people have enjoyment from things that would bring me zip. I do love when someone makes the cookies and they go, how are the cookies? They do. Or what about when they go, was I, did, did you, am I a good golfer? Am I a good golfer? Yeah. Same thing. Is the, is the cookies good that I made out of golf clubs? Uh, this person said, I think it may be the only time I'm ever genuinely happy when I am in this that state of going to sleep where I think, where I think, but at the same time, I am neither asleep nor awake. It feels like I'm entirely detached from the physical world, f- free of fear and pain. And someone, someone wrote, and this is the most upvoted comment on the whole thread. Someone replied to that. Don't try heroin. <laughs> and everyone goes, yeah, if you love that feeling, if, if you resonate with that, don't fucking yeah. touch heroin because you'll never stop. Um, someone said, watching my cat get stuck somewhere stupid, then yelling for help. The best place so far was in a cabinet over the stove. Um, being outside with no people around, live in a city, and I get up super early and just walk around before everyone else is out. Best oh, part of my nice. day. Yeah. So those were nice. Um, someone said, uh, this is from White People Twitter. Um, this was a, a tweet that I enjoyed. It said, it's 1990. This is from Limited, Limitless Jest on Twitter. Limitless Jest. It's 1998. You have a Nintendo 64 with GoldenEye. You just ordered pizza with extra cheese. Your friends are coming over and you have four rumble packs. You don't know it right now, but this is as good as life will ever get. <laughs> and I just like, I mean, I don't relate to that, but I relate to the cheese pizza. Friends coming over. It's 1998. It, it, they're... Yeah, I, I remember I, yeah. being like, I, but I knew I was like it. This I would witness adults and go, that sucks. Yeah. this is it. You just get some star crunches with your friends. Ugh. Ugh. You eat a with twinkie. abandon. There's Ugh. no like, I'm gonna feel fat tomorrow. There's no, and I'm I'm not assuming that kids don't feel that way. I didn't in 1998, not yet at least. Um, but I saw this video yesterday on um, Instagram on the like reels thing, the TikToky thing on Instagram. And there was this little girl crying in her, like she's probably four and she's just like, I don't want to be an adult. And she's crying, <laughs> she's sobbing because someday she has to be an adult. And her mom goes, I don't want to be an adult either. And she goes, you have to. She goes, I don't even want to be a teenager. It just feels like a jail. It looks like a prison. And it was so. How is that kid so aware, dude? That's like dude, an older person inside. That's that's what I used to say. I used to wake up in the middle of the night and go to my parents' room and go, I don't know how to write a check. When am I going to learn that? How am I going to learn that? Like, I used to freak out. This was probably fourth grade. And my parents go, you'll learn it. And I go, is there a class about how to write checks? Because I have no idea how I'm going to do that. And guess what? I still don't know how to write. I don't know how to balance a checkbook or anything like that. Venmo's there. Okay. This one's good. This is on Ask Men. What is the most shallowest deal breaker that you hold secretly? Uh, This person says, I'll go first and say, and I say with no disrespect, piercings. Just can't think of anyone who I found attractive when they had piercings. Any piercing? I think they mean anything beyond like. Beyond ears. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Someone, corpse manufacturer says, 
really nasal voices. I'm fine with almost everything from Morgan Freeman to those really squeaky and childish tones. But the moment you start talking like a basic bitch from 2000s bad TV teen movies, I'm out. I feel really ashamed. Most people can't help it, but I'm unable to take people seriously with it. Um, Someone said how loud they chew food. Um, someone said gum to tooth ratio. If there's too much gum, I can't. Yeah, I can't either, actually. Really? I, that's something that gets to me for some reason. A gummy smile, like, like little teeth and too much gums? Yeah. Okay. And I only have gum, so I don't know what it is. Yeah, that's a little bit <laughs> hypocritical. Yeah, I, hey, look, I'm just telling. I'm someone honest. said, I took this one personally, fake tan obsession. Yes, it's shallow, but it's a look I personally do not find attractive in any way. <laughs> well, I guarantee you that person would like me more when I'm tan than p- pale. But only for four days of that tan. Yeah. Someone said weird knees. You can be a straight dime, but if your knees are weird, then I'm out. Everyone has weird knees. I know. Mine look like they have African elephants on them. Yeah. Or some people have babies inside their knees. It's like souls of dead people. Yeah. Someone said, um, (laughs) yeah, that's so true. Uh, There's so um, dragon talon nails. Someone said if they scrape their cutlery against the plates when they eat or they bite the cutlery when they when eating. Um, Someone said uh, Audi belly buttons. Mm. Uh, Someone goes, y'all don't understand the word shallow. Shallow is not people who smell awful or have horrible personalities. Shallow is not dating women with big noses or eczema or tattoos or something. Um, Someone says if you leave toast crumbs in the butter, I'm fucking out the door. Whoa. Toast crumbs in the butter. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to date that person. Um, what do you have any you said gums? Um gum well, per like physical things or or more uh I mean shallow stuff shallow. that they probably can't control. Um hmm. I mean it's shallow, but I'm getting over it, but when a woman has like a happy trail. Mm. A little like three hairs, I just like I zone in on them and mm. I don't know why. What does it mean to you? That I'm about to blow a guy. <laughs> oh, it's a ma- no, it's no, a masculine to you. Maybe? No, no, I don't. I guess, I guess so. Hmm. Maybe, yeah. It's just for some reason. But I'm kind of getting. I'm I'm very close to over all those like shallow things. At least, I, or getting closer. It's not getting worse with age. It's me understanding more later on. What about uh, no chin? You don't. Uh, let's like get no- into final thought. The thing about no chin is, I thought that was one of my deal breakers. But the thing is, I've fallen in love with someone who d- just didn't really have the uh, like the gr- like had a decent fi- chin. yeah but it wasn't like uh, I just realized now I can be in love with any thi- like I just don't have any physical deal breakers certainly when I'm just bumbling or something I'm just like oh like anything like that but you know in real life yeah someone that like um I don't know what my deal breakers are. It's honestly, someone with like that's too fit, like that's too that spends too much time at the gym, that's too uh, that eats gym culture grilled chicken and asparagus and like just uh, you know breaks it up and during the week. Yeah, I just don't want to. I don't need. I just I just beat my eating disorder. I don't want to have to beat yours too. Um, I just uh, some guy that um, you know. Uh, what about bald? You don't mind bald people that. People that, you know, anyone that vote, that's not shallow, but like voting for Trump or uh, being friends with people that like tolerate, not, uh, bald doesn't, no, that's not, that doesn't, doesn't bother me. I guess like when people, <clears throat> oh. Um, what about facial hair, mustache? Not being open to being vegan. And that's not shallow, actually. 
That's just like, I, I, I don't, if someone just is like, I'll never do it. It's just like, eh, or they like <laughs> don't see that it's wrong. Like, yeah. Just acknowledge that like, I'm right, you know? <laughs> in that scenario like there's just no doubt about it that's what it, i always say about being vegan that's the best part about it is we're there's no way we're not right that's the best part you don't have to agree with us but it's just it's there's just no way we're not right that we just like want animals to live it can't it, it cannot be argued yeah against but i'm trying to think of deal breakers do you have any Noah, I just lost uh, half of our listeners, by the way, by saying that. I'll get them back. There's nothing better than a nice cheeseburger uh, overlooking Nebraska kid, on the back of a truck. Kid, I'm going to put right on my kid tank top. <laughs> get it. Uh, I try to be tolerant, and I don't – I can't really think of anything shallow that would be a deal breaker today, but I used to be obsessed with guys with long hair, and then I dated one, and his hair routine was – way too long and way too specific <laughs> and that turned me off so much it's like the after gym that, thing yeah yeah after that i just couldn't date guys with long hair anymore and i mean long long hair not shoulder e like long hair. oh oh like like <laughs> bass player for a heavy metal band yes. yeah, like, yeah like down to the butt and they hair. like so did they condition it would you have to blow dry it they don't even blow dry their hair do you just have to like, put it back to eat you out <laughs> like I like the idea of a guy. That's a happy trail. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, like did, if you put his hair in a ponytail, would you start getting wet? Because <laughs> you knew he's about to. That's what guys like. There's a Pavlov's dog response that guys get boners when girls put up their ponytails because it's, it's so generally. True. That's so funny. I never put up my hair to blow someone. Really? What do you do with it? I just like you have a lot of hair now. I just go like this, and I like kind of go like twist it or and something, or I just like blow them with my. Oh, I guess if they're laying but then down, the hair will get in your mouth and everything. I just like. Oh, if you're. Things. Yeah, yeah. If, if I'm on my back, your hair will get in your own mouth and. No? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't really think about it. I never, like, put it back. But, uh, yeah. I'm trying to think of deal breakers I have. Jesus Christ. That's a hard one because you don't even know it till you see it. But I think that. Oh, not liking Veep. Like, yeah. being like. It's watching Veep or 30 Rock and being like, no. It's just like. Yeah, to each their own, but your own, you're, you have a bad own. I mean, on the same thing, if you love like Law and Order or CSI, I probably. Oh my God. Like you. This one. Oh, really? That's every girl, dude. What the fuck? <laughs> hey, well, you're dead to me. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if you probably love those shows, you probably don't love Veep. No, that's not true. People love those shows. I'd like shows. to see a diagram of no. people that love like people love the, the boardwalk shows. empire the smartest it. people love law and order really True. oh yeah like most maybe i haven't given it a chance john mulaney's bit about law and order should it's i like, try law and order you would be obsessed with it dude <laughs> i mean i don't like it but because i just don't i don't really care i just have never gotten into it but pe people i respect love it this one is a great one on um reddit it's from cringetopia the subreddit cringetopia is just cringy things and this is a, a tiktok the girl says this dude at the bar trying to pick up my friend with his wells fargo account so he pulled up his app to show his bank account now look at this <laughs> You just lost your life. 92,826. He repeats it to her and he goes, she's just like, no. And he goes, well, you just lost in life. <laughs> it's also like not even like fuck you money. Like I love that that's like. 
And you know that I mean, his dad, someone it's in his just... life just died and he got that and took it to, like, this wasn't just earned throughout hard work. This guy oh. just, because he's just so excited to have that. That is so, I just, I love it so much. There so was funny. something about having to go to the ATM all the time, like only like 10 years ago. Yeah. And you'd always see what's Sorry. in your bank. Every day you're reminded of whether you're rich or poor. You oh know what I God. mean? Like every day you look down on that piece of paper and you're like, ugh. And then I saw like my. Oh, I would always say, no, I don't want to see it. Oh, I, would, I would click no. You wouldn't you know want the paper go- receipt? Never. Because of recycling or just because? No, because of- I didn't want to see it. Uh, I mean, even now, if I, I have money, I don't. I used the only time I was able to look at my bank account ever when I was super broke. And even now, but I don't drink anymore, was when I was drunk. I would sometimes go in and go, okay, you can see it. Oh, okay. I was so You'd scared of that number. you your savings account? Yeah. Did, you haven't looked at it recently. There's something about the tangibleness of it is be like, oh, yeah, that's money. Like. Because money's, you know, when you feel actual cash, which we never do anymore. Yeah. But that number, yeah, sometimes I see the number and I go, you know, because I so rarely look at it, sometimes it really disappoints me because it's, I thought it was higher. Or, <laughs> yeah. and sometimes I just don't know that there's other accounts that have stuff in it. Like, there, I will say there are people that know what m- my money is. And I, those people are making sure that it's not stolen from me. But man, if those people were in my life, wouldn't wouldn't notice. Wouldn't I would never notice. Yeah. It's really um, it's a problem. It's like, uh, you know, that's something well, this that is how, like rich people get money stolen from them. Yeah, I mean, and then there are other people that are like very. They know every. I bet like your brother, even though he has a lot of money, I bet he knows where all of it is and how much it is. Like I bet he's fastidious about it. Whereas. I just don't, I don't want to know if I have it or don't. Like, I just, it stresses me out if I do. It stresses me out if I don't. It's, I really got to work on it. It's not good. Yeah, it's a weird thing that we put so much emotion on a number, you know, or like. And I'm so much, I love spending, I like, I like spending money on people better than myself. Like, I'll buy myself cheap stuff and my, like, birthday gifts presence it's always like the most expensive brand because i want people in my life to have the best of the thing but i always get like you don't want that what makes you think they want that because uh, because people do want the best thing i just want 10 more hanes color no you like you would would you rather me get you a hanes sweatshirt or a you know buck mason to be honest where i'm at right now mentally yeah, give me four Hanes over two. Bucks. No, no, no. It's either it's it's not the same amount of money. I'm either spending oh. a lot of money or not. I think I'd rather have the Hanes. I'm I'm not even kidding. Really? I think at this point. All right. right well, now, message received. But in a month, forty second birthday. <laughs> I'll take a Tesla. <laughs> a cheap one. Tesla keychain. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening to the show. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, don't be cut out there and jackfruit. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb, available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. 
This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in LA. Now they're in 150 cities worldwide. You got to check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.